right, everybody. Welcome back to Unscripted Unlimited here on the Everything Inscripted Podcast Network. I am, of course, your host tonight, Doug Hummer. Joining me, of course, as always, but this time actually in my bedroom, Eric is here. Hi. Yeah. Don't worry. We both have our clothes on. Uh, <laughs> if we didn't, this is only an audio podcast anyway. Uh, so don't judge. Uh even though you probably already are. Uh, so we are here um, to do part two of our sitcom character tier list. So a few weeks ago, we did part one. Uh, we did uh, di- we took different characters from different shows, put them into different tiers, obviously. Our tiers are legendary, excellent, enjoyable, mediocre, meh, and awful. Uh and um, we did four shows the last time. We did characters from the shows Family Matters, Full House, Growing Pains, and Golden Girls. Uh, which actually, which actually is kind of ironic that you did two shows that started with F. I did two shows that started with G. So uh, that might have to be a theme here. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but so, FG, huh? yeah, yeah, Full House and Full House and uh, Family Matters both start with F. Yeah. And Golden Girls and Growing Pains both start with G. Okay. Yeah. I know. I didn't know if you were going somewhere with that. Well, I kind of was, but you didn't catch it. So we've only had, this is only a two hour show. Uh but uh, the reason why I keep Tylenol in my pocket, folks. Uh, anyway, so uh, I could keep insulting Eric, but, you know, we got more. I don't want to take the whole two hours to do that. At least the next hour and 50-something minutes. Uh, all right. So we have this. Now, next week, of course, we will be coming uh, back with you. Uh we will be coming in with the uh, top 10 most underrated cartoons of all time. Uh, I will be counting the ballots starting tomorrow. Uh, we will have some special guests on with us. Uh, I have to reconvene with another one of those guests a little bit later on because I told him when the countdown was, but I don't remember. I don't think, I don't know if he remembers whether or not he said he was going to be on the show. Uh, but all right, so let's get... Let's get into this right away. Uh, so you said I could go first. Uh, so we're going to start with characters from the Drew Carey show. Yep. A show that got, you know, unfair, that got unfairly beat uh, in a sitcom debate by Everybody Loves Raymond, Mainly because everybody was afraid of the representative of everybody who loves Raymond. Well, first of all, the guy called the guy supposed to represent Drew Carey called in sick, so mm-hmm. I had to participate because nobody else wanted to go against the everybody who loves Raymond representative, especially this asshole from Texas who apparently had his penis ripped off by the everybody who loves Raymond representative because he's so damn afraid of her. Uh, well, all I gotta say to that person from Texas is <laughs> you'll both probably be on the show next week, but it won't be a debate, so your penis is safe. Uh, do they listen to this? I don't know. All right, well, anyway. Uh, 
If they do, I mean it all with love. Uh, except for the fact that, you know, I got beaten at debate. All right, but no, so we'll start with characters from the Drew Carey show. Uh, and obviously, I think the first person we got to start with is the man who the show was named after, and that's Drew Carey. Okay. And the the thing about him is I wouldn't actually call him a legendary sitcom character because he's one of those guys, like, he's that blue-collar everyman and, like, what I mean by that is that, like, he gets so much shit dumped on him to where you actually almost think he's working at Target. Uh, and it's just, like, everybody fucks him over. Again, like he's working at Target. Uh, which, technically, he's working, he's in the office level of a department store. And, like, he just, he gets the raw deal. He gets a raw deal every day. And he's stuck in a job that he doesn't like. He's not respected. Uh, but, and you know, he doesn't necessarily have that much luck with women. I mean, he's had a few relationships or whatever. Uh, he runs a, uh, a beer company as a side business. He's not my favorite character on the show. But he does have some funny moments. So I'm going to put him... And enjoyable because I do enjoy when he's on the show. Or okay. I, I do enjoy him because he uh, is one of those characters that, uh, like, I don't know. He's just, he is he is likable, except for like you know when he doesn't stand up for himself. But I find him enjoyable just because like I feel like sometimes I can relate to him. Yeah just because of how much shit he went through, uh, you know, working in a department store. And, like, I don't know, I just kind of felt that same way because of how much shit I went through. Uh, although his boss at the department store was funny. Uh, so I'm putting him in enjoyable. I agree with that. I mean, I didn't really watch you. Right, yeah. So you really don't know much about a lot of this show because you know this is what even though it was on the network where you watched a lot of your sitcoms abc uh which we still actually have to draw the the you know draw the matches because we are going to bring back the sitcom battles except for they're not going to be debates because uh i can't really get enough people to do debates and i don't like debating because karen kicks my ass uh which um uh, which, to be honest with you, like, it used to be fun debating with her at work because I would just go and do what I want anyway. But being the fact that I have to count on other people to give me points, these are really, like, no-win situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a lose-lose because when you're debating with somebody and, like, you're actually trying to win something, it's one thing to debate with somebody at work because then you're just going to do what you want anyway. Even if they tell you, hey, look, I'm your boss. This is what I say to do. Okay, I'll still do things my way. <laughs> uh, and I used to even say all the time, she'll be like, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Because you told me to do it. <laughs> uh, so, but, um, but yeah, so no, we are going to bring back the ABC versus CBS versus NBC sitcom battles. 
And what it's basically going to be, though, is it's going to be kind of ranked on like a point system. So it's going to be up to you and I to judge. And like, so we'll watch like a couple different episodes of them or whatever. And then we'll just go based on like different categories. Uh, We'll draw the... uh, We'll draw the matches at a later date, maybe even later on after we get done with the show. Who knows? Uh, depends on if we're feeling frisky or not. Uh, but we're hungry. <laughs> yeah, they better finish up with the shit they're doing downstairs so we can actually order dinner soon. Uh, fuck up. Uh, all right. Anyway, so all right. So, but uh, everybody, make sure you look forward to that. All right. Second character on the uh, Drew Carey on the Drew Carey show. We're gonna go with his his on again, off again girlfriend from uh, the first few seasons. They were, uh, you know, they had been best friends for years. Then they dated for a while in one of the seasons. Then they got married, but he also married another woman at the same time. It was actually, like, I think it was season, maybe season seven, when he actually, he got released from a mental institution because of, uh, because of Mimi Bobek, who we're going to get into. Yeah. And uh, after he got released from the mental institution, he married his ex-fiance, Nikki, because he proposed to her. She said yes, they got married. Well, he never told the next person we're going to do on this list, Kate O'Brien. He, uh, who was his ex-girlfriend and had always been in love with him. Oh, wow. And he's always been in love with her. So she proposed to him, not knowing he was already married. To his ex-fiance that he was with first. Yeah, but that was like a couple seasons beforehand. Nikki had been, you know, on and off. Okay. Okay, they were engaged to be married, then she gained some weight. And uh, she decided she didn't love Drew. Then she got married to somebody else and then ran off for a couple of seasons. But then she re- returned at the end of season seven. Oh. Uh, or at the yeah. end. Yeah. Or at the beginning of season seven. And what are we talking about next? No, we're going to talk about Kate. Oh, okay. Uh, but Drew was actually married to both Nikki and Kate at the same time and technically still I actually think he was technically still legal, legally married to Mr. Wick because he had to marry Mr. Wick to keep him in the country. Oh, wow. Or keep Mr. Wick in the country. But we're going to do Kate O'Brien. Uh, you know, typical female sitcom character, kind of, uh, you know, she kind of got away with a lot, you know, with the guys or whatever. She was very, very lazy, very... Uh, I mean, she worked at the Winford Louder department store with Drew. Uh, like I said, they dated for a while. Uh, she was kind of more level-headed, but also, you know, very erratic. Uh, I kind of call her mediocre just because she wasn't the best, like, female character on that show. Uh, she, main, she was she was the main female character on the show because she was part of that group of friends. Okay, but I don't know. I just think she's mediocre just because like she really didn't she really didn't do much do much for me anyway. 
But the next female sitcom character I found hilarious just because of all the barb, all the verbal sparring she would do with Drew back and forth. And this is not something she he did. No, he had cyber sex with her. But uh, I'm serious. That was an episode. Uh, oh wow! It, I, again, I'm serious. Uh, and it was Mimi Bobek who would become Mimi Bobek Carey because she married his brother, Steve. Ah, okay. His, her nickname for him was Pig. They did not like each other. As a matter of fact, every time uh, Drew felt like he was getting ahead in life, Mimi would always find a way to fuck it up. Like, there was a time, too, where he actually got a job a job somewhere else at like a bank or something and went for, and they had to call the place had to call Winford louder to get uh to get uh, ref, uh reference and make sure that drew was okay Mimi picked up the phone and said hey uh they're like I want Winford louder and they're like we need a reference on drew Carey and, and she said oh drew Carey's out of jail so she fucked that up so she and basically she actually is the reason why Drew went into the mental institution because Drew, and, and by the way, she was already married to Drew's brother at the time. Uh, but because Drew was going to get a promotion, she drove Drew nuts so she could get the promotion. But all she got was dumped by Drew's brother. I mean, they ended up getting back together. Well, no, they were uh, they were already married, but Steve was going to file for divorce, and he eventually did in the in the last season. But he was going to file for divorce because he did not appreciate what Mimi did to his brother. Wow! But uh, but no, like she she was hilarious. All the stuff she would do to him, like she fucking flew him to Japan, and, but took his uh, flew him Japan to Japan on a cargo plane, but took all his money and his uh, ID and all that, so he couldn't get back into the States. How did he get back in the States? They had to fly all his stuff out, too. Like, they had to verify and all that, that he was... But, like, he was stuck in fucking Japan because he was going to get a promotion at her expense. So she's like, all right, fuck you. Uh, She had him fucking, uh, you know put on a fucking stowaway train or something. And like, she did all sorts of evil shit to him, but she, but like they had a fun dynamic because he would usually get back at like his insults. He would, uh, you know, throw at her. Like there was a time because she actually became a partner in the beer business because she actually won Kate's share in a poker game. Mm. And they had, uh, Oswald and Lewis, who we're going to get to in a little bit. They brought in a uh, a circus bear from Russia who drank beer, and they were going to put him at this convention booth. Wow! Because they were going to because they had screwed something up for the convention, and uh, Drew and Mimi were trying to and you know they're like, look, we need something. And so Oswald and Lewis are just like, we'll get uh, Buzzy the uh, beer drinking bear. You know, he'll drink beer at the convention or whatever. And it'll draw people over. The bear stole the beer truck. Wow. So they came back, and it was one of the funny moments because uh, the bear's driving the truck, and then uh, 
Drew's like, he ended up had a trainer, right? And Lewis was like, yeah, his trainer was a female clown, but she still lives in Russia. And Mimi, of course, dressed like a female clown a lot because of all the makeup and the colorful outfits. And Drew goes, his trainer was a clown. And Mimi's like, what are you looking at, pig? Mimi, you're a clown. She goes, I'm a beautiful, classy lady. Would a clown wear this? And she's pregnant, by the way, with Drew's nephew. Would a clown wear this? And she had like on this bright yellow outfit. And the bear just stopped the truck. And Drew goes, well, the bear seemed to have cast his vote. And then she goes to walk, uh, walk away, and the bear just kept following her in the truck. And she's like, all right, I'll see you guys at the convention. <laughs> it, it's like one of the cl- classic things or whatever. I mean, personally, I, you know, I like her. Yeah. Uh, because she's she's hilarious and uh, well the character was hilarious and very colorful and so I'd actually put her I think she's an excellent antagonist for Drew. You put her in. I'll put her in excellent. That's right. It's the third. Second. Second. Enjoyable. Yeah. Next up, we're going to go Louis Kaninsky, played by Ryan Stiles, one of the greatest Who's Liners of Anyway performers of all time. Uh, in this show, Louis was an idiot, but he was also a very sarcastic and kind of level-headed idiot. And uh, he just was, uh, like, he was more level-headed than Oswald, but he was still stupid. But, like, he was involved in some stuff, too, because when he found out that he was actually a genius, his mother, who he never really got along with, was like, oh, you know, Lewis has a high IQ. Or, like, the one episode where they found out he was going to hell, uh, where Drew was in a coma and an angel told him that Lewis was going to hell. Oh, wow. Uh, but they got, they got involved. Lewis got involved in some shit. Like, when he was on a... Uh, on a, a boat that a dentist had because the dentist couldn't have an actual office because he was illegal in the country. So they were in the middle of the sea somewhere. And, uh, like, there was, like, high tides or something. So Lewis is getting his teeth worked on. He goes, I came here, I have a coupon, for, you know, for dental work. First of all, if you have a coupon for dental work, that's the last thing you need a coupon for. Exactly. It's like, you know... uh it's like, you know, me giving somebody a coupon for a uh, prostate exam. By the way, Eric, you can redeem that in a, at any time. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, well, I got my license revoked. Uh, anyway, so, um, but, yeah, no, Lewis, Lewis was funny, but I'd only – I'd put him in enjoyable, too, just because, like – I, he's funnier in other stuff. So, next character is going to be Oswald Harvey. He's the dumb. He's the dumb shit in the group. Uh, played by Diedrich Bader. Uh, he's he's stupid. Like he's got he's got no common sense. But he's funny as all hell. And he's Lewis's best friend and roommate. Better card is friend is the dumb one with the don't act. Oswald is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
to be honest with you, I actually put I'll put him in enjoyable too, just because you know that's where I put Lewis. The last character we'll do, and there's there's many characters I think in the show, like many side characters, but of like the main ones, yeah. and then we'll move on to the show you're gonna do. Yeah, uh, Mr. Whip, the boss, who came in in season two, played by Craig Ferguson. And Mr. Wick, to me, uh, him and Drew really didn't, they got along, but they didn't get along. I mean, they ended up married to one another so uh, Wick could stay in the country. But... But neither were gay. No. Uh, (laughs) Although Mr. Wick was funny because, like, there was one episode where they were doing, like, a sleepover and models were supposed to come over or something like that, but the models had to cancel. And then, like, Oswald and Lewis pulled the the breaker so the power would go out because the models weren't coming. And, like, Drew was trying to, like, Oswald, Lewis, and Drew were all fighting over the same woman. Wow. At the time. And, uh... You must have been... Yeah. Some woman. Yeah. I think she was played by Catherine Bell. I'm not sure. Uh, she lasted like a couple of episodes. But anyway, so Lewis pulls the, the power, you know, pulls a circuit breaker. Mr. Wing goes, oh, Mr. Wick goes, all right, everyone, slow dance. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Where was he from? Uh, well, the actor himself is from Scotland. Uh, the character was from uh, from was from somewhere in England. Uh-huh. So, uh, personally, to me, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put him in excellent because I thought like he was a he was an excellent like antagonist slash protagonist because he was likable. He was supposed to be unlikable, but mm. you know him and Drew became him and Drew became tight until like the the last, like, last couple episodes of the, uh, of the last season where he became, like, that evil Mr. Wick again or whatever, which I, I forgot even, like, what happened because it was so long ago. But, no, I'm putting, I'm putting Mr. Wick in excellent. Uh, I do feel like, though, before we move on, I do have to do one more character, and that's yes. Drew's brother, Steve, who – for the first like couple seasons when he came in, cause he didn't come in until season three. Oh wow. Older. Older. He didn't come in until season three, but he lasted until about season nine. He was, he married Mimi at some point. They had a son, but when he first came in, he was a crossdresser. Yeah. It says Drew straight, but crossdresser older brother. Yeah. And what was funny was like when he was revealing to the family members because they had a Carrie family reunion in like season three or something like that. And uh, I think it was season three. And he's like, I got to reveal to the family that I'm, and his parents weren't at this family reunion yet. So they go to this. Uh, um, so they're at the family reunion in uh, Drew's backyard. And he goes, guys, I'm a cross dresser. And then somebody whistles and Steve goes, thanks Uncle Bob. <laughs> Just fucking like, like Steve was funny, and he was like a good older brother for Drew, and like you know he fell in love with Mimi and all that, and 
Uh, he was a good side character. He's a good older brother, so I'm also going to put him in enjoyable. See, yeah. you like a lot most of the characters. Yeah, I didn't hate any of them. Uh, it was it was kind of hard to hate any of any of them. They're all likable. Yeah. Probably like probably um similar to the next show we're doing. Well. I've got controversial takes on the next show that we're going to do. Okay. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's start with... Let's start with uh, Eric Matthews. Eric, to me, he was uh, never... You know, he was the goofy older brother, and he was kind of a dick in the first, probably the first season. Yeah. You know, after the second season, you got to see, like, how good of a guy he really was. Yep. He opened up more. Yeah. He helped Corey out more. Yep. Which he really didn't have to do. Uh, but to me, he was an all-around good guy. Uh I mean, I would put him just because of how funny he was, too, and how goofy he was. I, or uh, what would you say? Enjoyable. I would say the same thing. Yeah. Just because, you know, to me, he was enjoyable. I mean, you could even, you could make the... Game for excellent. Yeah. But, you know, enjoyable definitely is kind of a safety net spot for him. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about... Dependa. Here's the controversial take. I don't like her. Uh, I don't like her. I thought she was a... Uh, here's the thing. Season one, when she was that weird girl that was, like, into the environment and all that shit, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Season two, okay. Like, you could see her and Corey were starting to kind of develop feelings for one another. Yeah. Season three, they went out for a little bit. You know, it's fine. Season four... No, like, big issues or anything like that. Season five, I think, is when, like, I kind of started to turn on her a little bit. That's when they were in college, I think? No, that was senior year of high school. Oh, okay. And then, like, she dumped him for a little bit because he fell in love with the mountain girl. and Or not fell in love with her, but they talked or whatever. Uh, and, like... She was just... Jealous? Yeah, I mean, well, she dumped him because she's just like... Even though it was her idea for him to spend more time with the mountain girl. I had to go back and watch that. I forget. Yeah. I mean, it, by the way, the show is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, okay. Now, with the mountain girl, Peter? I thought she was. Uh, I thought she had a better personality. I didn't like Tepanga's personality... As the show went on, season six and season seven, I could not fucking stand her. She became more bitchy. Yeah, I would say I would call her the c word, but yeah, that's I'm not going to say it on here. Yeah, even that. So anyway, <laughs> but like no, I, I personally I didn't like her, and then like when they did the whole reboot with the with the girl meets world and all that, I really didn't mm-hmm. like her. Uh. But I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people say, oh, my God, she's one. She's America's sweetheart. She was one of the, the queens of uh, 
television. Yeah, was, not television, was, but of you the know, 90s. Yeah, she was like everybody's dream girl of the 90s. You honestly want to know who my dream girl in the 90s was? Who? Amy Jo Johnson of the Power Rangers, the Pink Ranger. Like, yep. I was in love with her. Yeah. Okay? Uh, like, she was drop-dead gorgeous. She's still, she's still gorgeous now. Yeah. Okay? I also had, like, this huge, debilitating crush on Alyssa Milano. Uh, okay, of who's the boss? Okay. And, and Charmed. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I know the name. I just uh, and, well, Charmed, it was more appropriate to have the crush on her. Yeah. Because she was older. She was like in her 20s or whatever. You have a crush on her during who's the boss days, you're getting arrested. Uh, although she's actually she's actually like a few years older than us, so it was okay. Yeah. Well, my uh, crush was probably telling you about from what I think about. Now. Right. Which, she's dropped dead gorgeous herself. Okay, but, like, no, like, my two, like, I, like, in my two, like, huge, like, crushes, uh, when I, when I was a kid, at, you know, in the late 80s, you know, in the, in the 90s, let's say, because in the late 80s, I was, you know, only three. Uh, yeah. But, like, you know, it was Alyssa Milano, and it was uh, Amy Jo Johnson, and then there might have been I don't even know who plays Tony. Uh, Timmy, Tiffany uh, Thiessen. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. She was in 90102. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, very go- very gorgeous woman. Yep. I was uh, looking 90102. Yeah. <laughs> it, very gorgeous woman. Uh, you know, there was other... I might have had other crushes. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I had a crush in the Penguin, but she wasn't, like, top five for me. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I kind of had a crush on Myra from uh, from Family Matters too. I thought I thought she was. Yeah, she was I, I, I thought she was a pretty girl. I yeah. thought she was overbearing. That's yeah. the only thing I really didn't like about her. Yeah, she was. Is she was very overbearing. I mean, rest in peace though to her. I mean, passed away right after Family Matters ended. Oh wow. Uh, but that sucks. Oh yeah, no, it was like the show hadn't even been over. I don't even think they knew whether or not the show was coming back for season 10. Because of what happened. Well, no, like, I think it was still being discussed because they still had to have the wedding ah, with, okay. Urkel, with Urkel and Laura. So they thought about bringing it back for season 10. Uh, and But then the news came around that Myra had, had well, Michelle Thomas, who played Myra, had passed. Uh I, I think already by that time, though, too, like once they got the news, they were kind of thinking, because nobody from Family Matters wanted to come back for a 10th season. The original Harriet Winslow left during season nine. Okay. She had to be replaced. Yeah. Uh, but they did come back for season 10. No, they didn't. No, okay. No, uh, they left it off where they left it off. Oh. Which was when he went back to space, and when he went into space and then came back. Okay. But no, I, but yeah, no, I had a crush. So yeah, my three main crushes were uh, Amy Jo Johnson, Michelle Thomas, who was Family Matters, and Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss and Charmed. Uh, I mean, again, like that's. Uh, yeah, I think my number one was probably Kelly. Right. Uh, no, not the Kelly that you work with. No. Uh, 
<laughs> She's got too much on her plate right now to listen to two assholes. Uh, but no, so as far as Topanga goes, like, I, I know she's America's sweetheart and all that, and I'm pretty sure I just fucking stomped on the hearts of fucking guys that had crushes on her back when they were 15 years old, you know, in their parents' basements, praying for her to be on the cover of Playboy. Uh, uh, but uh, you probably worked with a few of them. Uh, well, I know you probably did you did work with a few of them a certain Miami Dolphins fan I'm sure had that uh, sure had that thought I don't know if he's a Boise Squirrels fan or not but he is that perverted uh, <laughs> and our buddy uh, um, maybe Ben I don't know I don't think Bear was a boy he might have been I don't know I'm not 100% sure yeah I'll ask him uh, but no, as far as like her being a character, to me, I thought she was very overrated. She got worse. Well, yeah, that's what that's what I think. Like, I was okay with her the first few seasons, but as it started going on, it's just like, you know, she became very overrated to me. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. So, I mean, I personally, I just put her in mediocre. What's about mediocre? Enjoyable. I don't think she was that enjoyable. She was just good looking. Right. So. All right. Who's the next up, Eric? Let's go with Corey. Okay. He's another one that started to bug me as the show was going on. Because to be honest with you, I started caring more about what Sean and Eric were doing. I think we go back to the panga. I think he got like, I think the pain controlled him too much. I 100% agree with that sentiment. Uh, especially, like, l- later on. I I wouldn't even... I would say, like, season five is when I really started to think, okay, maybe, you know, I know the show's kind of centered on him, but he's kind of a dick. Yeah, because I think... I think this is that the pain kind of controlled his... Yeah. Yeah. You know I'm going with that. Oh, yeah. No. She had his nuts on a leash. Yeah. Uh, I won't mention something else, but... But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, I don't want to talk about a cock. Uh, <laughs> but, anyway... Uh, but, yeah, no. I, I, he was funny at first. As a kid. He was. As, as a kid... Uh, second season, he was fairly, them were. fairly enjoyable. Oh, yeah, they all were. Uh, second season, he was extremely enjoyable. I, I loved him in that second season. Loved him in the third season, even though he started kind of getting, you know, kind of mushy over Topanga. Yeah. Once he fell in love with Topanga, it's like yeah, you couldn't, he didn't have a boss to say no. Yeah, to. I mean. Season three and onward, to me, honestly, is all about Sean. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, and let's segue to him. Yeah. Well, where do we want to put Mr. Matthews? I would put him above the pain because I did like him more, so I'll put him enjoyable. Okay. All right. You want to segue to Sean? 
I didn't want, I, to be honest with you, I hated Sean in, in the first season and halfway through the second season. So it's like the opposite of yeah. Corey and Topanga where you flip. Yeah, because I flip because you just start to feel bad for Sean. And Sean became more likable as the season gone, season's gone further, and yeah. those two became worse. A- absolutely. And Same thing with Eric, but we'll get well, yeah, well, because Eric, yeah, because Eric was the same thing. Eric yeah. was a jerk in season one and in the start of season two, but then he just, he became they like this guy. Those yeah. Days. Yeah. Uh, Sean, to me, because you start, you started to see, because at first, like, he was just like this womanizer, and he was a piece of garbage, and he was selfish. Not high school, not high school job, but the high school, not the high school. I mean, they weren't even in school. high school yet. But yeah, and then but then season you know end of season two, beginning of season three rolls around, and you start to see the kid has a heart. Yeah, and uh, that's something that uh, I want to say he was relatable, but he was likable. Oh, absolutely. By the way, since we're speaking about Born Me Twirl, you might want to check out. I, I believe it's on YouTube. I just don't know what the channel is. Although, like you can. They ha- uh, there's a podcast called Boy Meets Pod. Mm. Uh, or No, not Boy Meets Pod. Pod Meets World. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay? It, it's Eric, Sean, and Topanga. Mm. So, uh, I haven't watched... Like, I, I actually... I, I shouldn't say I didn't watch a full... Yeah. Uh, I ha- I've actually watched a full episode like a, a f- couple months ago when they had Mr. Feeney on. Mm. They talk about all the old episodes. Yeah, they they basically go through and it's basically it's about the show. Do they wa- rewatch the episodes or? Uh, not like on air, but like they rewatch it and like talk about it. Like they did an episode about the pilot. They did an episode where they interviewed Mr. Feeney. So basically, he- inside information. Yeah. Uh, they uh, one of the more recent episodes that they did. I don't know if it was the last one or the last one before that, but they interviewed the girl that was actually originally going to be Topanga oh, wow. because she had come in three times. Mm. And they kept giving her callbacks, but then somebody decided she wasn't pretty enough, and Danielle Fischel was, so they gave it to her. You that I don't remember the actress's name. I bet you she's Well, I don't know. But let's talk about... Well, where are we putting Mr. Uh, Mr. Hunter? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I think he was the best character in the show. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. And, and this could be debatable with this next guy, Mr. Feeney. I would put him in excellent, too, just because uh, he, he, he just, wasn't the main focal point of the show, but he was the conscience of the show. Yeah, every time he's on on the show, every time he's on your screen, you love him. Yeah, because he was your grandfather, for Christ's sake. The grandfather teacher. Yeah. And, uh, no, he was just, he's one of those characters to where it's just like, I I think we talked about it with uh, um, Danny Tanner, and uh, even though Feeney really wasn't a father. Yeah. 
But we talked about it with Danny Tanner on the last episode. We talked about it with Jason Seaver on the last episode. Yeah. How they were really good uh, characters. Yeah, really good father figure type characters. Carl Winslow, the same thing. Yeah. They were TV dads. Now, Feeney wasn't a TV dad, but he might as well should have been. He was their dad outside of the house. Yeah, because... Because um, actually, their real dad, I mean, their dad, father dads, weren't really the vocal point of the show. Yeah, no. Uh, Alan Matthews wasn't. Uh, Chad Hunter was, like, in and out. And, he, and then he unfortunately died. And... Yeah. But Feeney was one of those characters who, like... You couldn't hate. No. <laughs> I don't think there was an, ever an episode where he came off as a jerk. No. And he's he probably came the off most as popular, stern. He's probably the most popular uh, character on the show. Yeah. You know he's 95 years old and still kicking? Damn. Good for him. Well, that's why I said he, he was on, on Pod Meets World. Good for him. So, and his wife, who actually, his real life wife was the dean of the university that they went to. Oh wow! Okay. You probably will have who he ended up marrying on the show. Oh, okay. Like they were married on screen, but they were also married off screen. That's pretty cool. They've been together seventy years. Oh, that's awesome. And she's still with me too. Yeah, she was on the show with. Us. She was on the podcast with him. Oh, that's awesome. I have to listen to that. Yeah. Uh. I, would ask I saw the episode. Great episode. Uh, but so where are we going? Are we going to put him in excellent or? Yeah. Because if if I put him above Sean, then then I just said, I just um. Oh yeah, yeah. It made me a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> no, me. I'll, I'll make myself. A hypocrite. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you really don't need help making yourself a hypocrite. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. So anyway, we all do that too. Yeah, you do that exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, who's next on the? Uh, Let's go with the mom. Amy Matthews. Not really much of a focal point. No, she was there, and she she he was a good mom. She, she was a great mom. She did her job. Yeah, I mean, she did her job. She was there to give advice when needed to give advice. It really wasn't like I said. She wasn't a focal point at all. No. She wasn't um, the B word. No, no. She, she wasn't. Her and her and Alan, or her and her husband on the show, obviously Alan Matthews, were good parents. They, they were. Yeah. They weren't too involved. They weren't too. They weren't less involved. They were just there to be parents. Yeah. I mean, let's do them together because they were actually. Yeah. So I, I mean, they probably good. both had the same amount of screen time, right? Yeah. I would put them enjoyable. Open them. Yeah, because they were, <clears throat> you know, like you said. I mean, they were just, they were parents that you know did their job. They didn't really like overstay. They're welcome. Right? They yeah. weren't overbearing. Not at all. They were your typical parents. Exactly. The sister Morgan. Yeah. She really wasn't featured that much. She was fun. She was funny. When she was on when the she when she was on there, like she had some, she had her moments. Yeah, but unfortunately, I I was probably mediocre. Yeah, because she wasn't the vocal point. And I think she should probably win a little more. I wish right. 
Well, you always have, like, in a family sitcom, you always have where it's family. more focused on, uh, where it's more focused on a certain family member. One family member. Uh, what, on, you know, one family member. Like, Happy Days is a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, it was right. focused on, for the longest time, it was focused on Richie Cunningham. Yeah. Okay. He had two siblings, Joni and, uh, I forgot what the hell the the older brother's name. The how, uh, older brother might have been like Howard Jr. or something. Uh-huh. I, I don't even really remember. But he was gone after like the second or third season, the older brother. Wow, okay. The, the oldest. Uh, family Matters, Judy Winslow. She was gone after like season four. Growing pain? The one they, they were all still, they were all together. Uh-huh. Uh, but But it happens like... Uh, you know, when you have like a family of like three kids, some of them do get lost in the shuffle. And we'll probably talk about more in the next show I I have in mind. Right. So, uh, you got anybody else for? Not that I can think of. Can you think of anybody? I mean, there's again, there's like the side characters, but not like the like the neighbor. No, no, it's Mr. Feeney. No, yeah. I was thinking of Home Improvement. Yeah, which actually is going to be the next show we're going to, I'm going to bring up, by the way. Awesome. Uh, well, that's a good segue. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> nice job, Eric. Uh, I told you we make a good team. Yeah, exactly. Home Improvement is one of my all-time favorite shows, obviously. Uh, obviously, we got to start with Tim Taylor. Great. He, he was... I would almost say... I'll find I mean, I, I'm biased because he's I my agree. favorite character, so I would say legendary. Yep. But it's also because of the fact that as stupid as he was and as stupid as that bitch wife of his made him out to be. Oh, I, don't, I didn't like her. I hated her guts. But as stupid as that bitch made him out to be. He made the show. He did have kind of a level head on his shoulder because sometimes his stupidity that would come out of his mouth made perfect sense. Yeah. I, I would say him then there. I, yeah. I mean, we're both biased, but... Yeah. I mean, also, though, like, you know, as much as Jill was a bitch, he did love his wife. Yeah. And his kid. Yeah. Uh... So next, we'll actually talk about Jill Taylor. I hated her guts. Uh, I think she was a little bad. She she was, and she, she tried to make Tim look like an idiot. But there were times where it's just like I mean, she, there were times she was a good mom. I think she was a great mom to the kids. Yeah, I don't think she was a great wife to Tim though. But you know when he would you know when she would step up for him, because there were times where she would say, look, you have my support. Like, there was one episode, I think, uh, he had to promote a tool on Tool Time that he thought sucked. Mm -hmm. And he went to the executive producer, or to the president of Benford Tools, and said, look, this tool sucks. He goes, I'm not promoting it. Yeah. I think I remember that one. And she got, it was season three. So this is actually, like, because the first three seasons, she was god-awful. 
But in season four, she started to kind of make a turnaround for me. And it went eight seasons. So it was... Uh, Really? In seasons like six, seven, and eight, like I thought she was the greatest thing in the world, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I, and I started to actually like her more. Not like I, I still yeah. kind of disliked her, but like she did have more shining moments in the last three seasons than she did in the first three. But in season three, in this episode, uh, the president of Binford Tools looks at, tool, at Tim and says, "Look, Tim." Binford makes tools. Binford makes tool time. We want this show promoted on on tool time. If you don't, we we will move on with a different host. Basically, threatening his job. Yeah. And Jill says, "Like Tim, does the tool work?" He goes, "It's an inferior tool." I take my job very seriously, Jill. And she looked at him and said, look, you do what you got to do. If you do not believe that this tool is worth promoting, I will stand behind you. He goes, even if I have to go back to being an on-the-road tool station, she goes, I'll never see you, but I'll stand behind you. So to me, like, she really stepped up in that episode, as did the character of Al Borland. Yeah. Because even Al was just like, because Al knew it was an inferior tool. And Tim looked at Al and said, Tim, or Al, if you want to walk away, I'll understand. And Al looks at Tim and says, I'll never walk away from a tool in need. To me, that was very, like, kind of heartwarming because it's just like the two people that make fun of Tim the most up to that point, they have his back. Uh, as far as where she belongs on this list, I'm going to I'm, I'm say the same thing, and it's just because of... What happened in that episode? He end up... They end up, they end up destroying the tool. Oh, okay. Because he's just like, it's an inferior tool. And he, got, he didn't get fired. No, he didn't get fired. Oh. But they they put the guy on the spot, and he's just like, you know what? We'll remake the tool and we'll make it even better. Uh, because he, he they brought him out right in front of the live studio audience. Okay. Uh, but uh, all right, next character we'll do Al we'll do Al Borland next. Great character. Great. Great guy. Great character. Great guy. He was. He was so goofy, but that sense of humor about him, where he was he was supposed to be the straight-laced guy, but he was so fucking hilarious. Tim's best friend. Tim's best friend, even though Tim didn't... Uh, Tim wanted to kill him most, most times. And <clears throat> they got... Yeah, that's us, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm the one usually falling off the roof. You're the one that's a pain in the ass. Uh, but uh, and you're just missing a flannel shirt. Uh, but no, it was just like you know they were always they were making fun of each other. They were talking about how stupid like like Al would always bring up how stupid Tim is. 
Tim would always bring up how boring Al was. Uh, but their chemistry just worked. And, uh, you know, case in point with us. Uh, although Tim and Al were never lovers. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, but no, like for Al, like he he was a side character, but there were times I think he did kind of outshine Tim. Yes, the message uh, I mean, I would put him in excellent. I would too. Now let's go to the boys. Oh God. Let's go with. I'm going to say Brad. Brad Taylor, the oldest son, was awful. He was scum. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. He was your typical jock. Idiot. Typical jock. Piece of shit. Jock idiot. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's actually run into a lot of legal troubles over the years, and Tim Allen's just like, yeah, well, I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. Uh, but no, scum, so I say awful. Uh, as far as Randy, the middle son, he was actually my favorite of the three. Yep. So, for me, he was definitely enjoyable. And he's probably the one that had a better acting career. Oh, definitely. And, I like, you know, when he left in season three, mm-hmm. or not season three, in, when he left in season eight, uh, you yeah, know, it, no. well, his character got written off as to go into Costa Rica. Okay. He came back for the Christmas episode. He went off by... Yeah, he basically went off. He had other projects he was going to do. Yeah, because he was a smart kid. He was the... Yeah. And so he was... Uh, and I know that left a big blow, but you knew that the, the character... You knew that, you know, there wasn't really much for the character to do. And a lot of those characters were going to be written off. Were, yeah. It was going to be the last season anyway. Yeah. So... I put him in enjoyable. Little Mark, I would just put mediocre because he started off as a cute kid, turned into a fucking goth loving. Yeah, I would put, I would put um, enjoyable and then mediocre too. All right. Wilson, the neighbor. Neighbor. Funny. Enjoyable. He was fun. He was funny and enjoyable. Very wise. Knew Tim was an idiot, but <laughs> yeah, he got smart. over it. Yeah, very smart. Very weird. Very eccentric. But I find uh, enjoyable. Like I remember uh, in season five, he actually directed Randy's school play, Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he was like very like overbearing and all that, and the kids were having a problem with him. And then Tim quit as, like, the uh, set designer, but he's like, look, we got to talk about what happened. And uh, Tim said to Wilson, he goes, you're driving everybody crazy. He goes, a lot of the kids are thinking of quitting. He goes, "Uh, if you ruin uh, Shakespeare, if you ruin the experience for these kids, they're going to give up on the theater entirely then you're going to end up with a whole new generation of people like me. And Wilson's like, oh, no, we can't have that. 
So they go into, because Wilson had like an assignment to where like everybody had to bring in a kitchen utensil. And uh, he goes, all right, does everybody have their kitchen utensil? And the kids are like, yeah. He goes, all right, put them in this box and we're going to forget about it. And Randy goes, Wilson, you're not making any sense. He goes, well, your father explained to me that my my overzealous pedagogy was going to only extinguish your Elizabethan uh, exuberance. And uh, I probably butchered half those words, but Randy's just like, my dad said that? And he goes, well, actually, he said I was being a jackass. He goes, that's my dad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll play him enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anybody else. You talk about uh, people that, you know, sitcom characters that people might have had a crush on. I think we do have to talk about Heidi, the tool, the tool time girl. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wasn't her two, two? Well, yeah, Pamela Anderson started as a tool time girl, but she left in season three to do Baywatch. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about Baywatch some other time. Yeah. Uh, but, no, Heidi was one of those, only a few episodes were focused on her. Yeah. But when the focus was on her. You were definitely. Yeah. So. That's how I put it in that one. <laughs> you really got to quit thinking with your penis. All right. Uh, Can we, I'll put Pamela Anderson in this one, too. Oh, I remember, oh, yeah, her name was Lisa. All right. Now, all right, so that's pretty much it because it's more just like side characters or whatever. Yeah. So my, my last, or my next show, yeah. step by step. It's actually funny that you bring that up because I actually watched uh, a uh, – like a highlight, or not a highlight video, but a clip of uh, Christy uh, Christy Lakin, who mm-hmm. was uh, Al oh, okay. in the show, and like how, like in the first season, she stuck up for one of her uh, for one of her stepbrothers. Yeah, and then like you actually kind of see because Frank, uh, you know, Frank Lambert, who was played by Patrick Duffy, actually had some you know, some really good moments where he was a really good dad. Yeah. So. He could be an idiot, too. Yeah, but he was also a handyman. Yeah. You know, he was a construction worker. He was a really good dad to his kids. Yep. Both her, his stepkids and his yeah. his um, kids. Yeah. So I, we start with whoever you want. Let's start with Frank since we're I mean, I, I don't think he was a legendary sitcom dad because not a lot of people talk about this show, by the way. Which is weird because this was one of the top this shows. A, this anchored uh fucking uh what the fuck? I mean, uh, no, this anchored fucking uh, TGIF for the longest time, right? Yeah. Wasn't like that. Wasn't Friday nights, even when they moved over to CBS in that last season. Wasn't uh, Family Guy. It was not Family Guy. Family Matters, Step by Step, and Boy Meets World. I, I think. Was it those three main shows? Oh, Jesus 
Christ. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, Family Matters was always in that Friday night time slot. I know that. I think it opened Friday night, right? I want to say. Uh, it usually did, yeah. And I want to say. So they, yeah, they were usually they were usually on there. Uh, what was the most popular? Oh, so the, they're saying the most popular show, TGIF show, was actually Boy Meets World. Yeah, I think that was the middle one. Uh, that my step away from it, right? Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking it up now. Let's see if I can get uh, lineup history here. All right, so it started in. All right, so ninety one, ninety two. Oh wow, started that. Uh, well, yeah, no, well, no. TGIF started in like eighty five. Oh, okay. But so in the ninety one, ninety two TV season, Family Matters was on at eight. Step by Step was on at eight thirty. Okay, so we done it. Uh, Perfect Strangers was on at nine. Either that or Baby Talk or Dinosaurs, and then. 9.30 was either Baby Talk or Billy, which, uh, so then, or then, of course, 92 to 93 was Family Matters and Step by Step then, uh, then followed by either Dinosaurs or Getting, I don't even know what the fuck Getting By, Camp Wilder, or Where I Live even. Never heard of that. Neither have I. 93 to 94 in that TV season, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, then Step by Step. Okay. And either hanging with Mr. Cooper or Sister Sister. So they they had that four that. Yeah, because it was an eight to ten time slot. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Sister Sister. Yeah. Forgot about that. Uh, ninety-four to ninety-five. Uh, Family Matters and Boy Meets World, or another show called On Our Own, which was in the spring. Step by Step, and then hanging with Mr. Cooper. The ninety-five. Uh, to 96 TV season, it was Family Matters or Boy Meets World or Muppets Tonight, which was short-lived, then Step by Step or Aliens in the Family, and then Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I forgot how good Hanging with Mr. Cooper actually was. I've never heard of that. Uh, it's actually, it's on, uh, it should be on Max too, I'm not sure. Uh, all right. Then the 96 through 97 TV season, which was uh, the last time that Family Matters and Step by Step were in that, uh, um, the, what's it called? Uh, yeah. TGIF. Really? Before, well, before they, meant, before they went to CBS. Ah, okay. It was Family ah. Matters, then Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Boy Meets World. Yeah. Then the show Clueless or Sabrina's Teenage Witch, and then either Boy Meets World, Clueless, or Step by Step. And Step by Step was actually losing ratings in the 96 to 97 TV season, which is one of the reasons why they got moved to CBS. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, I forgot about um, Clueless and what was that one? Uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So like, they were uh, very popular show back then. As far as where Frank Lambert goes on a on the tier list, I mean, I'm gonna say like he's a very underrated because he's not talked about like you know 
a lot of other TV dads. Yeah. I mean, because he's so underrated, though, I would almost put him in excellence. Yeah. If he was with that, he wasn't overbearing himself. Not at all. Let's talk about the, uh, the wife. Oh, Carol Foster or Carol Lambert, as, as she would go by. Which I don't remember her much now thinking about it. She was oh, prominently yeah, yeah. featured. She's played by Suzanne Summers. So, oh, yeah. by the way, like, I had no idea at that time she was as old as she was. Because now she's like 80. Which basically means she, was in her... she had, well, all right, hold on, hold on. Uh, I can actually type it correctly. Uh, okay. So, no, she's 76 years old now. So that means when the show started in 1991, she was 45 years old. Jeez. She did not look 45 years old. Oh, no, 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 she didn't. She looked... Years oh, my God. She was... She was very hot. Like, But she... To be honest with you, like, she was one of those... Like, you always hear the term, like... Well, if you watch enough porn, you you <laughs> always hear the term, like, MILF or something like that. Or always, They're always talking about the MILF, which, by the way, it stands for... And if there's any youngsters listening to this, cover your ears... Uh, <laughs> MILF stands for Mom, I'd Like to Fuck. Okay? Yeah. Back in the TV sitcom days, in, in like the late 80s, early 90s, there really wasn't a lot of moms that were on that list. Okay? Harriet Winslow was not one of them. Uh, the mom from Boy Meets World was not one of them. The mom from Home Improvement sure as hell wasn't one of them. No. Suzanne Summers was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she was a very attractive woman, even being as old as she was at the time. As far as the character goes, to be honest with you, like she was just there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Where would you put her? Me, okay. Okay. Right, Daniel? Yeah. We have Daniel in, in the house. What up? He's probably coming up here to find out what we all want to do for dinner. Yep. Uh, give us about give us about ten. All right. Uh, so this will be actually the last show we do. Yep. Right? Uh, I am going to. So, so am I. And I have to uh, put it back. Yeah. Uh, don't you pee on my bed. I am the only one that's allowed to pee on this bed, all right? Uh, <laughs> I had to put it back for the last hour. I didn't want to pee anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. Who's next? Um, let's go with the... Otis. Let's go with... The Lambert family. Patrick. No, that's... That's the actor who played Frank, you idiot. <laughs> JT? 
Oh my, what a douchebag. Yeah. Like, he was just like, I don't even know if he had redeeming qualities. He's just like, um, what's his name from Home Improvement? He was like Brad, but to be honest with you, I don't think he was a scumbag. I just think he was a douchebag. Who, I would put him in math. Yeah. Let's go with... Al? Al Lambert. I liked her. She was very tough. She was a tomboy. She didn't take any shit. Oh, God, no. Especially not from JT. Yeah. But, and and especially, well, JT was her brother. Yeah. Her older brother. She was a middle child, but she was like, uh, like, she was one of those, like, when she got older, because when the show started, she was only, she was only like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And she she grew into a beautiful young girl. Uh, I mean, I would put her I would put her in enjoyable. Yeah, she was probably one of the more enjoyable kids. Brendan, and he was kind of useless. Yeah, I don't remember him too much. Uh, in that last season, he wasn't around that much at all. Yeah, so I'll put him in whatever the last one is. And awful. Yeah. Cause I, I I really don't remember Cody. You know Cody? Yeah, he was Frank's nephew. Okay. He he was goofy. I mean, to me, he's just mediocre. I put him. I put him in math. But... Oh, you want to uh, go man? Cause I don't remember him. Yeah, because again, he was just a, he was a a nephew. He was Frank's nephew. Uh-huh. He he didn't live in the house with him. He lived outside in his van. Oh, that okay, that guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, we talked about Susan Stacy. Not Stacy. Okay. The character's name was Dana. Dana. I liked her. She was another tough one. She was another tough one. She didn't take shit from anybody. Especially JT. Yeah. Uh, she was. Was JT the oldest, oldest, or? or I think she was actually older than him, or they might have been the same age. Yeah, but I think they butted heads a lot. Too. Oh, he hated her. He called her Barky. Yeah, they they didn't like each other at first with the kid. The two families didn't like each other at first. Yeah, but then they started. Obviously, they grew close. Not close, but yeah. No, they were. I put her in uh, enjoyable. I would too. Uh, Karen. I don't remember. Oh, she was useless. I put her in just mediocre. Yeah. Mark? When he was around, because he was gone for that last season, he was another one. The glasses guy. I mean, that nerd. The nerd with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was around that last season. But I liked him. I I put him enjoyable. I, I would, too, because he was an enjoyable character. And he was smart. Yeah. Which usually got his ass kicked. Uh, I can't think of any. Yeah. Good job. It's pretty good. Fun. Yeah, it was. We only added one character in Legendary, and that's Tim Taylor. Out of all the shows we did. Out of all the shows we did, we only added one to wow. Legendary. We added a lot to Enjoyable. I'm running out of room in that category. That's impressive. I mean, Tim Allen is a legend. Yeah. It, that character is a legend. Yeah. I mean, he died. 
Right. Yeah, another show. Well, I mean, that show sucked. But uh, I thought you liked it. I, I did for the first couple of seasons, but then Tim Allen became a major asshole. Okay. Uh, that's the show that got canceled and... Then moved on to a different network and... Fox, right? You know, yeah. It was on... It was on ABC. It got... But because... So Tim Allen actually started spreading more of his political views. Yeah, and that will get you in trouble. With and he was a huge Trump supporter. Yeah. So he got... ABC is just like, we, we don't want nothing to fucking do with you. Yeah, ABC is more... Yeah. Anti. Yeah. But we don't get into that. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're not here to talk about politics. We'll be here all, I'll be here all day. Yeah. Because uh, I don't even... Say, I, I, I'm pretty sure you and I don't agree on politics that much. Probably not, but... I mean, and it, it is what it is, because I usually disagree with you on a lot of stuff, because... <laughs> If I want, I can't get my head that far up my ass to see my to see things from your point of view. But uh, uh, and trust me, I can get my head up my ass pretty far. But like the thing is, is that like with with that particular subject, like my my favorite president over like the last twenty years was actually Bill Clinton. I felt like he did better. I mean, I liked Obama too. Yeah, because I felt like they accomplished more. Yeah, so we agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the two of them accomplished more. Yeah. Uh, the two, because uh, I think they were both Democrats, right? Yeah. Or was Clinton a Republican? No, Clinton was a Democrat. Okay. So the Democrats, I think, it, and I've always kind of felt like I was more, wait, are you sure Clinton was a Democrat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, his wife was going to be running for. Okay. So, I mean, that makes sense then. So I felt like I was more Democratic than. Yeah than Republican. So maybe we do view something. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't like uh, George Bush Jr. George Bush Jr. A lot of people didn't. All right. Towards his second term. Well, towards his first term, I felt like he got a raw deal. Yeah. The second term, it's just like, all right, all right, dude, you're, you're stupid. It's because uh, of what happened on 9-11, but yeah. that's a different story for a different day. But, but the thing is, also like with Trump, I can understand, like, a lot of, like, what he was trying to do. The problem is, is that, like, nobody likes taking orders from an asshole. That's why you usually disagree. That's why you usually go against every rule I set on the show. Oh, Because okay. right? you can't take rule because you don't want to take, you know, orders from an asshole. All right? That's why you disagree with everything. Now, you, well, you don't disagree with everything I say, but all the rules I set go through one ear, not the other. All right? Which is understandable. I still want to beat your ass for it, but it's understandable. And, and that's... It's like going against your boss at work. Right, exactly. And, like, and that's and that's the thing with Trump is that, like, even though I could kind of agree with, like, okay, maybe he is kind of setting a good example here. The president... It's the way he... Yeah, it, it's the way he went about things. Yeah. The president we have now, like, I, it's, I've got really nothing... I got nothing good to say about him, but I got nothing bad to say about him. Neutral. All right, because it's more just like all the shit that's going on in the world right now with the air quality, which we can thank Canada for that. Uh, Oh, Canada. Like fucking, like the wildfires being out of control, which, by the way, like, does Canada even have firefighters? It's, you know, Canada, you know, Canada, Canadian, or like... 
Firefighters have to be tough and they have to be willing to risk their lives. We just sent There's nobody in Canada willing to risk their life. They're, they probably sent therapists out there to tell the fire, you better calm down. You better calm down. Enough. Talk about your feelings. As the, as the fucking wildfires burning their shorts off. Just send Bret Hart. <laughs> well, being bitter is not going to battle a fire. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just like, uh, but no, like, so the whole, like, and I really don't like to talk politics that much because yeah, I, I, I don't really, like, I don't follow politics. I just follow, like, the shit that goes on in the, like, and I, I don't that, talk about it that much anymore. And, and I hear, well, I, you and I actually got into an argument one time. Yeah, that's when we that. first. Well, and, and that's, no, because there was the argument because I said something about about Trump and Hillary, and I compared it to, it's like asking either Dixie Carter or Vince Russo yeah. to run your wrestling company, and your panties just <laughs> twisted. That's when I was really into politics, yeah. then over the years. Like, they twisted so much that I'm surprised they didn't cut off the circulation to your balls. Yeah. Uh, I was stupid back then. And it was just like, oh my God. And it's just like, everybody else thought it was funny, and you're just like bitching, and then I just message you and be like, get over you little boss. Uh, but that's when I really didn't, when we were still getting to know each other. Well, and not even necessarily getting to know each other, but, like, because we had kind of known each other, but then, like, there was kind of a rough patch or whatever, which we don't need to get into. Yeah. But, like, it, it's just one of those things to where it's just, I think that's, like, the only political disagreement we've ever had. Yeah. Because that's the only time we ever really talked about it, and I wasn't even really talking about it with you. It was something I saw <laughs> on, Facebook. I, on Facebook. I shared it to one of the wrestling groups that they were in, Everybody in the Facebook group found it funny, and you're just like, I don't find this funny at all. And it's like, well, you have no sense of humor, so go fuck yourself. Uh, that's when I took politics too seriously. Yeah, and, and that's and, that, and I don't take yeah. politics too seriously. Well, politics, to be honest with you, like, I swear to God, I don't know that's why, why a lot of sitcoms are getting back to the whole sitcom thing. Yeah. Okay, which is what the show is actually about. If you're just tuning in now, listening on talk to politics, take the gun out of your mouth, I'm going to bring it back to sitcoms, all right? So don't worry. Uh, like, sitcom, uh, that's why a lot of, uh, quite make a few fun. sitcoms were based on politics, and they make fun of politics. Like the show Spin City. Yeah. It was based on, like, what was going on in the New York City mayor's office. Uh, I think it was yeah, I think it was New York City. And uh, how, like, everything was, like, they were trying, Michael J. Fox was trying to keep everything, you know, uh, trying to keep everything in order in in the mayor's office, but he wasn't keeping everything in order in his personal life. Right. And when most sitcoms make fun of stuff like that, most sitcom material has to be based on stuff that is easy to make fun of. I agree with that. Politics are the easiest thing to make fun of. Politics, uh, the opposite sex, whether it be if it's a sitcom about women or a sitcom about women, all you're going to do is bitch, uh, hear them bitch about and make fun of men. If it's a sitcom about men... You're gonna hear all that you're gonna hear them do is bitch about and make fun of women. Yep. And then get chastised by their wives. Uh or like, you know, 
they'll talk about like, oh, you know, the the environment sucks or something like that, which, you know, to be honest with you, we're set in this day and yeah, the environment sucks now. But that's what makes a good sitcom is that like knowing, you know, how to make fun of stuff that's supposed to be really serious, but you can turn it into a funny sub- subject. Yeah, and I've I've learned that over the years, I guess. Come come from you. As as much as I take things seriously, I really don't like. I take it seriously. I make it sound like I take it seriously, but in the back of my head, I'm just like, I just rather get a reaction out of people. That's the that's the way I become. Yeah, because like I take I do Uh, take stuff seriously, but it's also just like stuff that nobody else takes seriously. Yeah, and the stuff that everybody else takes seriously, it's just like. That's the way I become. I, I don't know if it's because I got older or hanging out with you. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like I said, if it's stuff that uh, stuff I take seriously, nobody else does. Stuff everybody else takes seriously, uh, just pass me a bag of chips. Yep. Uh, that's all. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, cause, and that's the way I become. Yeah. Especially, you know, that on Facebook, I, I mean, I don't troll as much as I did the year, like a year ago. Well, yeah, because you're also because you are getting people fired up, and it's also too like people also know how to take cheap shots at you. Yeah, and like when they take because when you get somebody fired up, when you troll somebody like that Frank. hard, they will take a personal shot at you. Yeah, because they're feeling personally attacked, yeah. and that's the thing. I, and, and again, like sitcoms do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, bring it back to that. You make a uh, joke about somebody or whatever, like you're you're agging somebody on because you know something's bothering them. So they come back at you and they, you know, hit you as low as they can hit you, and it's not funny anymore. Yeah. But that's why, like nowadays, it's just like I I don't post on social media anymore except for like if I'm trying to get people to yeah. do stuff in podcasts like when I was trying to get people to fill out ballots for the and show. You see, I don't do do that much. I anymore. I really don't see you post that much. I don't. I do see you post in wrestling groups. Uh, I mean, funny enough, wrestling groups. Um, the guy, uh, Frank and me become more. Yeah. Because I think it's just more like you just kind of look at it like. I think we understand more of each other now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. You got to pee. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead. Let's uh, end the uh, the episode here. It was a fun episode. We are going to do a part three, probably part four, probably get ten parts out of this. Yeah, because there's more, there's more shows. Oh, God. There's like a hundred other shows we could fucking talk about. And a lot of them will probably be shows that, you know, we'll be covering in the battle in the battles. Yep. Which, all right. So th- that does it uh, for this episode. Uh, we'll see everybody next week on Unscripted Unlimited. Uh, make sure you check out Boxman and Smart, a wrestling outlet, Wednesdays on YouTube, 10, 15, 10, 20 Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday night, blogtalkradio.com, slash everything unscripted for the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast this upcoming week. It's going to be part two of the Macho Man Randy Savage tier list. We're going to go four to one. Next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time, same channel, Unscripted Unlimited, for the uh, top 10 most underrated cartoons of all time countdown. Tomorrow, between three and whatever time, Eastern time, Daniel and Mindy with Stabcast, 
Uh, make sure you check out Stabcast on TikTok. Let's get the fuck out of here before Eric pees on my bed. <laughs> so, all right, later, everybody. Bye.